Wednesday, May 2nd, uh, 2007. So, well, I, I'm in the studio kind of by myself. There's, there, I mean, we have um, um, Alex, our, our usual engineer. Thank you so much, Alex, for showing up. This is great. But uh, we don't know where uh, uh, Gabriel is. Um, he is, actually, we do know where Gabriel is, but um, uh, he is just not here tonight. Um, but he's supposedly supposed to call in, and um, and we're going to play, instead of like, uh, where in the world is Matt Lauer, we may play, where in the world is Gabriel. Javier. So I actually don't know the location where he is at, but I know he was not going to be showing up tonight. Um, and then, um, uh, and then the uh, our other co-host um, is um, is due here any moment. She uh, told me she'd be here probably closer to six than she will be to uh, five thirty or so. Um, and wow, I, that, that was quite a difference of whatever you just did, Alex. This is interesting. Um, it it uh, something I don't hear an echo. That's really great. Um, and I have Alex, our other engineer here, and he is looking through binoculars, which makes me really worry when the room isn't really that big. Looking for Gabe. Oh, you're looking for Gabe. Where in the world is Gabe? Oh, you are so good. I'll tell you. <laughs> so, um, and the binoculars, I don't know why they're here. So, <laughs> so it's kind of interesting. So, so we're going to kind of play. Yeah. <laughs> So we are going to have a very interesting show tonight, and uh, uh, we we may end up just uh, if if it uh, if I run out of things to say, which people would probably say, what a miracle. Um, we may end up doing music, but uh, this weekend was really amazing. We had um, I it was my birthday bash celebration, um, so I had a bunch of people over this weekend, and a fit I couldn't believe it about thirty people um, in my little trailer. And um, we had a fabulous time uh, playing some games, some card games, board games. Uh, we had just a really great time. And then I usually just have people donate whatever they want to just put, you know, put it into the box, um, uh, the birthday box, if you will. And uh, so people usually bring like a card and then a few dollars to throw in. Um, and we raised close to $200 for Safe House. So this is absolutely fabulous. And other folks actually, instead of bringing money, actually brought things for uh, the women that access Safe House. House. And um, so we had some uh, throw rug, um, things like that. So, or actually a throw rug. It's more like a throw blanket. So it was really a, um, it, it was really a really fun event. Uh, and uh, so I dropped that off today, and they were really nicely surprised that I showed up. Uh, for those who don't know what who Safe House is or what Safe House is, um, it is a local uh, charity in, in our in Washtenaw County, um, and it's the only I think it's like Washtenaw County or county funded. Um, a domestic uh, violence shelter and that also deals with uh, well it's the only one that's uh, that's funded by the county um, there isn't uh, there are some private donations and things that are involved um, but we uh, in Washington County believe it so much that uh, we want to fight domestic violence that uh, well, I guess we don't want to fight domestic violence. we want to end domestic violence there we go um, and uh, and also have uh, and all, they've also taken on a new program uh, dealing with sexual assault. And so I thought that was uh, um, definitely a wonderful thing that they're doing over there. So, And they've been kind of struggling lately, as we all are, um, with uh, the way the economy is. And so I thought it was really wonderful that uh, they allowed me to be able to um, do this fundraiser for them. And also, um, and then actually having been so successful. So thank you to all my friends that showed up, um, uh, that showed up to it and also um, uh, donated. That, that was absolutely wonderful. Uh, and, and, and also it was really kind of great because I did a little I did a little mixing this time that I wasn't really I, I don't do very often um, I, I 
I, I have been trying to, at least once a year, introduce my uh, friends and family. And that always ends up to be kind of a very interesting uh, situation, especially with my um, family not quite being as accepting about homosexuality as I would hope they would be. Um, and having friends that aren't used to being around uh, the folks who are not like-minded. So it's kind of a very interesting mix. And usually they get along real well, and there's some interesting conversations, but nothing really heated of... Just uh, basically agreeing to disagree, and uh, but this time I also invited people from work uh, to my house, and so that always ends up being a very interesting mix as well because then people see. Um, all sides of Dan Burns, um, not just the uh, the quiet, shy, demure uh, wallflower when I'm around my family. Yeah, right. Uh, and also being around my uh, friends and as and being very active in things. But then you also get a little sense of what I'm like um, at work. So it's kind of an interesting. Um, Interesting mix, if you will. So it was kind of it was a very fun event. Again, I, I I can't stress it enough. I'm always surprised how when you put games out there, how people suddenly it just breaks the ice and people have a really good time. And and so we played a game called Apples to Apples, uh, which I've I've always enjoyed and and seems to really get people mixing. And because you really can't really take it too personally, and I hope people aren't too competitive. Um, I do have happen to discover that every once in a while when I have small little card parties or game nights at my house. And I realized, wow, who, how people are so uh, are very competitive, um, and I sometimes get accused of that myself. But no, no, I, I am the perfect host and hostess, and uh, allow other people to uh, um, win unless they need a little check, and then I may get a little, you know up my game if you will so it's kind of an interesting so it was really it was a great event and we um raised again almost 200 dollars, which is i was really happy with especially when i invested very little in the food um and uh it seemed that people ate and i've got to that's the one thing i got to figure out how to do because last year i hired a caterer to help me with it um someone who um really helped with helps other organizations every time i show up to a charity and it's being catered by somebody it is always as one particular caterer and i just i've always I've just been amazed with the how delicious the food is and and how incredible the the spread is if you will and um so i decided that i would instead of her donating her services i was going to pay her in full to say thank you so much for the work you do um and and the food went over really, really well um, last year. Um, I just, I just ordered way too much, and so I couldn't figure out. And, um, and it was more expensive than I expected it to be. But that was fine. I, that was what I, I kind of knew was going to happen. So we, uh, we worked on that. And then, so this year, I decided to. Um, kind of cook it myself, kind of prepare it myself, and and have that happen. And it was a very interesting. Uh, we had a lot of leftovers, so I, I'm kind of wondering if I'm just ordering too much or if people are just um, not particularly interested in the food that I am um, uh, 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 the food that I'm uh, uh, preparing. So I'm kind of getting a little nervous about this because, and uh, the other thing too is that when you, so there's a little like I guess a, an etiquette that I have with parties where if it starts at seven o'clock, uh, then there is. At seven o'clock, then then it's like there's no dinner, so you just kind of eat beforehand, and then we'll have snacky stuff. If it's like five, four, five, maybe six o'clock, you know, then you kind of expect dinner. And so I had it at like five, six o'clock, and people didn't seem to uh, people still ate before they came. So I think they're kind of nervous about my cooking. So it's kind of a very interesting um, situation. So. Um, 
and so that's the the uh, so that's what's kind of interesting. So I was like, wow. Well, so people ate before they came, but I also have to understand that I didn't really. Um, um, that, that's I didn't. I, that's one thing I didn't really relay very well this year. So I think next year I'm just gonna do like fruits and vegetables and candy like items and things and see what see how it goes. Um, but yeah, but it was a very fun event and so we had a really really good time. And uh, so I'm gonna take a really quick break here. I think we're gonna do lots of little breaks. We're probably gonna do like a little ten minute increments here um, while I gather my thoughts and then uh, go to the next segment. So we're gonna. So I'm gonna let you choose, Alex, what you think would be the most appropriate. Uh, 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 music to go into the next segment. And I'm Lorraine. And we're from Camp Trans, and you're listening to Closets Are for Clothes on WCBN FM Ann Arbor. It's radio, radio for, for all, all kinds of people. people. I thought that was great. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. All right. Yes, it was great. We got to fix that. <laughs> So, um, wow, that was fun music. I love it. So, um, we, uh, so anyway, so one of the things that came across, it's in the LA Times, and I was really impressed with this. So one of the things I was going to talk to my co-host about was about this particular article uh, from the LA Times. I believe it came out April 26th of obviously 2007, um, and the title of it is Old Mike new Christine. And I really liked how uh, Mike Penner, um, who's a Time staff writer, um, how he went about talking about this, um, about an issue that he's going to be, um, that he's actually been dealing with or, or um, and I thought, well, you know what? I, I wanted to kind of talk about this. So let me, oh my gosh, with my birthday, I have to now wear glasses. I'm getting to that age. Oh my gosh. Okay, here we go. Um, so during, uh, so this is, uh, the title again is Old Mike, New Christine uh, by Mike Penner. And it was on April 26th, uh, 2007 in the LA Times. 
During my 23 years with the Times Sports Department, I have held a wide variety of roles and titles. Tennis writer, Angels beat reporter, Olympic writer, uh, essayist, sports media critic, NFL columnist, uh, recent keeper of the Morning Briefing Flame, which I just love that. Anyway, um, today I, I, I leave for a few weeks vacation, and when I return, I will come back in yet another incarnation as Christine. I'm a transsexual sports writer. It was taken. It has taken a more than 40 years, a million tears, and a hundreds of hours of soul-wrenching therapy for me to work up the courage to type the, those words. I realize many readers and colleagues and friends will be shocked to read them. That's okay. I understand that I may not... Uh, that I'm not the only one in transition as I move from Mike to Christine. Everyone who knows me and, and my work will be transitioning as well. That will take time, and that's all right. To borrow a piece of well-worn sports um, parlance, we will take it one day at a time. Transsexualism is, is a complicated and widely misunderstood medical condition. It is a natural occurrence. Unusual, no question, but natural. Recent studies have shown that such as physiological fa factors as genetics and hormonal fl fluctuations during pregnancy can significantly affect how our brains are wired at birth. As extensive therapy and testing have confirmed, my brain was wired female. A transgender friend provided the best and simplest explanation I have heard. We are born with this. We might fight it as long as we can, and in the end, it wins. I gave it as good a fight as I possibly could. I went more than 40 hard rounds with it. Eventually, though, you realize you are only fighting with your fighting yourself and your happiness and your mental health. A no-win situation anyway you look at it. When you reach the point when one gender causes heartache, I, th I think it's one's gender causes heartache and unbearable discomfort, and the other brings more joy and fulfillment than any than you ever imagined possible. It shouldn't take two tons of bricks to fall in order to know what it what to do. It didn't with me. With me, all it took was 1.99 tons. For more years than I, I care to count, I was scared to death over the prospect of writing a story such as this one. It was the most frightening of all... All of all the towering mountains of fear I somehow had to confront and struggle to scale. How do you go about sharing your most important truth, one you spent a lifetime trying to keep deeply buried, to a world that has grown familiar and comfortable with your facade, to a world whose knowledge of transsexuals usually begins and ends with Jerry Springer's exploitation circus? Painfully and reluctantly, I began the coming out process a few months ago. To my everlasting amazement, friends and colleagues almost universally have been supportive and encouraging, often breaking the tension with good-natured doses of humor. When I told my boss, Randy Harvey, he, he leaned back in his chair, looked through his office window to scan the newsroom, and mused, well, no one can ever say we don't have diversity on this staff. When I told Robert, the soccer-loving lad from Wales, who cuts my hair, why I wanted to start growing my hair out, he had to take a seat, blink hard a few times, and ask, does this mean you don't like football anymore, Mike? 
No. I had I had to assure him. I still love soccer. I will continue to watch it. I hope to continue to coach it. My days of playing in men's over 30 rec- recreation league, however, could be numbered. When I told Eric who was who has played who has okay? When I told Eric, who has played sweeper uh, behind my plodding stopper uh, for more than a decade, I he brightly suggested, "Well, you're still good for coed." I br- now you know what I don't know what the, played playing the sweeper behind the plotter stopper is, but I guess that's a sports a sports ter- term. I don't know. Um, I broke the news to, to Tim by beginning. Are you familiar with the the movie Transamerica? Tim nodded. Well, welcome to my life. I said. Tim seemed more perplexed than most of the most as I nervously launched into my story. Finally, he had to explain, I thought you said train spotting. I thought you were going to tell me you're, uh, you're a heroin addict. People have asked if transitioning will affect my writing, and if so, how? All I can say at this point is that I am no happier, I'm excuse me, I am now happier, more, more focused, and more energized when I sit behind a keyboard. The wicked writer's block that used to reach up and torture me at at some of the worst possible times imaginable has disappeared. My therapist says this is what happens when a transsexual finally integrates and the ever-present uh, ever present white noise in the background dissipates. That should come out, come as, excuse me, that should come as a good news to my editor. Far fewer blown deadlines. So now we all will take a short break between bylines. Mike Penner is out. Christine Daniels soon will be taking its place. I like the fact they chose Daniel. You know, Dan Burns. It's, you know, Christine Daniels. What a great last name. Um, from here, it feels like a, a big improvement. I hope with time you will agree. This could be the beginning of a beautiful relationship. And I was really impressed with this article. One, because I love his writing. But uh, one of the things that... Um, Oh, I should say I love his writing, and, and, and I should be saying that in general. I just happen to love this article and how he wrote this article. But some of the things that I, I, I wanted to comment on was basically where he was talking about where he worked up um, – it was earlier in the article when it says, everyone knows me, and uh, and my work will be transitioning as well. And I was like, you know what? It, it, I think for people that I, in our community who do, don't really understand – the issue uh, that transsexuals go through or transgender people go through, I, I think that the, one of the things that if there's a lot of things that we have in common in the sense that and with transgender folks, it's either transitioning from male to female, from one gender to another gender, or from female to male. Um, or, or they're discovering the multi-genders that they have within themselves and how they need to be expressed. It's very similar to that coming out process that doesn't fit the societal norm that... Um, us gay, lesbian, bisexual folks go through in trying to discover our difference of not being straight anymore uh, by us not following uh, following societal rules, and 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 then trying to figure out what what that means to me or how I'm going to react to the world now. And I think that that's one of the things that I realized that as I was talking to people, especially the folks that were, that were at my uh, birthday bash this weekend, is is that as, as people found out that there were actually people that were transsexual there, that they were amazed. They were, they were trying to figure out who it was or, or how many of them were there. And and trying to understand about the the transition the transitioning part of that that novelty of how different they are and and when I'm realizing a lot of times when I'm talking to people uh, especially um, when I'm talking to folks that are that are 
are dealing with transgender issues, you know, they're, they're, it's a very similar issue that I went through when I was coming out. Another thing I wanted to comment on was um, when you reach the point when another gender causes heartache and unbearable discomfort and the other brings more joy and fulfillment than ever imagined possible. I mean, I just remember when I realized that, you know, this fighting to be straight, when I was fighting to, you know, to have that girl on my arm and, and fighting to make sure that, okay, I've got to make sure that, that I'm holding up that image of being the, the brute or, or having that, that machismo or that masculinity um, and how I struggled so hard and it took up so much of my conscious space um, and my my, my psychic space and my psychic woes, if you will, and 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 to be able to find out that you know, fine, I'm just going to come out. I'm going to be who I am. I'm going to let people know who I am, and and they're going to have to deal with it. And this is who. This is what. This is all of me. Um, and I thought that it was really interesting to kind of hear that same. That, that coming into yourself, the, the the settling into yourself, and really being fully who you are as a person, and I and and how I don't I have so much more energy now that I'm not living that double life, um, that I'm not keeping those secrets, that I I can actually go out into the into the world and and not have to worry about talking about the boy I met last night or or. You know, in fact, one of the things that this um, after the um, on Sunday morning, I went to a brunch for some a friend of mine's birthday party, uh, birthday celebration, and um, there were just a few of us sitting around the the the, br- the brunch table, and. And we were in a restaurant, and it was a very—it was actually quite a very fancy restaurant. I felt kind of like ooh, underdressed a little, um, but but we were just talking about being gay and and experiencing that and 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 realizing the the wonderfulness of just being who I am and not having to worry about that and 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 having to be able to to talk about that in public that I'm not in in my house or I'm not in um a, a secluded dark area um and 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 fearing that I'm going to be discovered that it's like yeah that's who I am and and you need to deal with it and I really it was that that comfort that suddenly it's like that relief where my shoulders just just release and 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 I don't have to hold them up to protect myself anymore um that just to have that understanding of this is so wonderful that I can be who I am and and go through uh the world with my head up and not be so defensive um I really love that and so that's one of the things that I really when I was hearing that about you know him, him discovering that his inner Christine, his inner Christine Daniels, and and you know, saying you know what, I want to express myself that way. That this is how I'm most comfortable. And I think that that was so that I was I was I was smiling when I was reading that of just like and relating that. Oh, I remember when I was doing going through my coming out process, and 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 trying to figure out okay, so this is who I am. This is what this is what I'm about. And now trying to figure out how I how I need to interact with the world. And I loved how he went into the next the next few lines of where he then started talking to coworkers and and the different reactions that they had. It was very funny. I was talking to uh, a student um, who had asked to interview me for a class that she was doing. Uh, she was taking a gay and lesbian class, and she one of the assignments was that she had to interview somebody who uh, was part of the queer community, the the lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender community. And she chose me to be the one that to interview. And and she was asking me about. You know my coming out process, and and one of the things that um, she had not realized is that yes, I may she was she, she was kind of surprised with how um, different folks in my life are reacting to me coming out, and 
I had to remind her that I that I have been already dealing with my coming out process. I've already gone through, I was at the later stages of the coming out process within myself and that the people that I was coming out to were just starting the coming out process and how they were at the very beginning and I kind of had to help guide them through that coming out process and, and, and help them to understand some of the questions that I, I forgot that I had initially. And it was kind of a, it was a reminder to me of, Oh yeah, I remember that question. Like, what's it going to, what's it going to mean? Like, am I going to be able to get married or do do I still have the house and the, with the picket fence? Do I still have children? Um, and when I came out, that was not an option. In fact, I had to, one of the things that I had to deal with when I was coming out was that I was no, no longer going to have the, the 2.3 children and, and the white picket fence and the huge marriage ceremony. Um, and I came, I kind of resolved that within myself and saying, okay, that is, and, and I had to make my life uh, what it is. And I think that that was one of the things that was amazing with um, trying to work, work through some of this is that how he was coming out and the, the basic questions of, of are you, are, you know, are you still going to be, are you still like soccer? Are you still going to like sports? Well, well, yeah, that, that doesn't affect me no matter what gender I am or what, what, what sexuality or sexual orientation I am. Um, are you going to, you know, are, are you, you know, going to be still be active in soccer? Are you still going to be playing sports? Well, well, yeah, but the only thing that might be different is that I might be playing for a different team. Um, and there is, I have to admit, I mean, that's one of the things that I've been really interested lately in the sports figures that have been coming out and, and dealing with some of their issues and actually making public. The only thing I'm concerned with is that they're doing it at the end of their career or when their career is already over. Um, and so they're not playing the sport at the moment. And they're, so they're, they've got a book coming out, but they're not playing in the sport sport how much it's going to a difference it would make if they were playing in the sport and how just like i remember like for instance when magic johnson um announced that he had hiv and how basketball i think it was magic johnson he plays basketball um how he um see that's how much sports i know goodness gracious but anyway but yeah we're um you know but i know magic johnson he has hiv and and how basketball had to deal with that suddenly you know how do we deal with somebody who um starts bleeding how do we deal with somebody who who has a uh, um who who plays rougher um and do you do you do you push back uh, when he's when he's pushing you or or not and and i think that that's one of the things that playing the sport people have to start working through some of those those issues and so that's one of the things i can't wait to the day when we have somebody who is in a sport who is actually playing in the sport at the top of their game and they come out i would love that and i think that that's one of the things like for instance um in tennis they've had to deal with that um in swimming they've had to deal with that and and i think that that's one of the things where they had to really really look through that and figure out, you know, well, what does this really mean? And well, how, how does this really affect the sport? And realizing it, it doesn't. It, it really doesn't. People's abilities, um, it, it doesn't affect. The sexual orientation and gender identity does not affect um, the person's ability. And so I think that that's what's so um, interesting about how they were, were, how they even are thinking it's going to change their writing. You know, and I think that maybe I'm naive in the sense of that I felt that it wouldn't necessarily change the style of writing, but it may change the topic of writing. Um, and so, I mean, I think about a friend of mine uh, who we've had on the show many, many times, Jay Sennett. And I definitely encourage folks to go to his blog of jaysennett.com. It's J-A-Y-S-E-N-N-E-T-T-E. 
com and uh, check out his blog and some of the work that he's doing and I just and and how you know his coming out process his self-discovery and how it, it doesn't necessarily change his style of writing or or um, or how he writes or goes about writing but it definitely did did affect how he was, uh, what he would be writing about and that it really did change how um, uh, or he definitely changed what he would be writing about and 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 expressing those different ideas of his. So I, I was really I think that's the one thing that I was I was intrigued by when people were were questioning his ability. Um, and the one thing that at the end of the article it talks about my therapist says this is what happens when a t- transsexual finally integrates and ever um, and the ever present uh, white noise in the background uh, dissipates. There's two things that happen for me when he the, with the, with integration. The one is there that the integration of my life. I where I think of integration a lot of times with like multiple personalities where they they they're taking the twenty personalities and making them into one, and how. You know, and I think about that. Well, I, I'm making that same parallel, not to say that I'm necessarily mentally ill um, or that I have multiple personalities, but the dual life as a gay person I live, and and how by coming out, it, how I can just spend that energy, as I said before, in that I'm just living and being who I am and who and who I'm I am to be, and really looking inward. And and I had this conversation, in fact, with uh, a family member recently who has some issues with insecurity. Uh, she has a lot of in- she's very insecure. She's always thinking she's wrong. She's always checking in to make sure that she hasn't offended anybody or that she said the wrong thing. And if I say the wrong thing, she takes personally she always takes it negatively and so I always have to watch what I have to say and I finally like about a month ago turned to her and because she she's not too happy with my homosexuality um and and I finally turned to her and I said you know what the homosexuality was one of the best things that have ever happened to me and and it has definitely made me the black sheep of the family. That, that that's you know has definitely changed my views of my privilege and and human rights and and how people relate to society and even question societal rules of why do we have these rules and and how do they affect me in my perspective um, in my family I'm I'm pretty much my family's on one end of the spectrum and I'm on the other so it makes very interesting Thanksgivings and uh, Christmases and Fourth of Julys and things like that but it's a uh, it's one of those things where it, it was one being being gay or being a homosexual has really helped me to kind of really look at that and find out and 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 be able to know that I may walk into a crowd or I may walk into into a situation and find out that uh, that the people may not like me. You know, I may walk into Kroger's tonight and we'll go while I'm shopping and someone find out that I'm gay and I might get bashed. I may be or I may have come out and find out that uh, faggot is pa- painted on my van or or that I might when I get home tonight, uh, I, I may have uh, swear words about or or sexual uh, drawings on my trailer when I get home tonight. Um, and I understand that, that there are going to be people in the world that are going to hate me. But. But I've come to that resolution and, and come to and gathered the support that I needed to be able to say, you know what, I'm secure in who I am. I know who I am and I know how I relate to you and I know how I relate to the world. And I think that that's what's so fascinating to me, especially with a study that came out years and years and years ago where they interviewed uh, – they actually studied men – 
And they actually took a measuring device that um, uh, determined the the how much blood flow would go into uh, basically into the penis and uh, for when they were aroused and um, and made them look at pornographic material or pornographic videos and how the and then before they walked in though they took a, they they scored them on how homophobic they were um, and the ratings of how uh, they're are they mostly homophobic or I have a high rating of homophobia or if they have or are they least homophobic or, or have a low rating of homophobia and what they found was the ones that were most homophobic were the ones that were most aroused um, by uh, the same gender uh, or male to male sex they were they were they were aroused by the ma- by uh, by another man um, but yet those who scored very low uh, on uh, with their homophobia or being homophobic they seem to they they seem to not they were very comfortable with their sexuality and didn't seem to have a uh, they didn't seem it didn't seem to affect them at all they they were like okay you know i know who i what i like what i don't like and and at the same time they knew by knowing that information they they know they they knew where their place was and so uh, I'm always amazed or or, or um, pleasantly surprised when people who are uh, who are so comfortable with their sexuality and very comfortable and know within themselves where that where they are with their sexuality that when they're straight uh, and they like women and when another man hits on them they're like you know dude I thank you so much I'm flattered but not interested and and they don't seem to be. Um, that bothered. They don't seem to be. They don't react violently, or they don't react um, with with such. Um, I don't know. Just, just all the thing I can think of is violence, and so that's one of the things that's so um, um, amazing to me, and especially one of the things I look at when when people who are so comfortable with their sexuality that that's why I think I'm, I'm upset with the many religions and who t- teach that sexuality is a bad thing or when society teaches that, you know, we need to not be, be sexual. Um, well, you know what, if you can't discover your own sexuality and find out your comfort zone in that sexuality, and I'm not saying go out and have tons of sex, but just to be able to explore because I knew I was gay before I, before I had sex. I, I knew that I, w- I liked men. I wanted to have sex with men before I even had, had sex with men. And so I think that that's one of the things that um, I, I guess I'm, I'm, I get very angry with a lot of um, uh, conservative radical re- uh, religions where they, they don't where they don't have, uh, where they do, where they don't allow you to to um, go through your sexuality or explore your sexuality, and so that's where um, I was really amazed with it, with him saying about. I guess we're going to bring us all the way back to the same point of of integration, of where feeling integrated within uh, within himself, where Michael now feels Christine and allowing that integration to happen of Christine being finally able to be all all she could be, and I think that was so wonderful. But then at the same time, what happened at the at the party this week? weekend was that people wanted to know who the transgender person was or who the transgender people were and and I found that very fascinating that they had to figure it out and then when I told them that there were yeah the, there were trans, transgender people at the house that they wanted to, they they were like wow they they passed so well I couldn't figure out who they were and I thought that that was kind of a very interesting, and then they wanted to know who they were, and I and I would not reveal it. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't say who it is because you know what I think that that's, you know what part of me would also want to just be able to, 
uh, be in a crowd and and be able to choose who I want to be who I want to know who uh, to let them know if I'm gay or not and if that's what I'm choosing to be and I find that a lot of times with with folks who are transgender that um, that can pass or want uh, who can pass that's what they want they just want to just get through life and live a quote unquote normal life and I find that that was really fascinating um, where people really want to know still the scandal and go for that that. Um, that that surprise and figure if they can really tell or not, and and I I, I was really amazed by that. So, um, and I think that that's one of the things that Christine, I hope for Christine, that eventually, you know, she is able to be all she can be and not have to worry about coming out and, and things like that. So, um, so we're going to take a quick break again. We're going to talk about, um, I think we're going to, we have a little thing on uh, a movie that's coming up um, and then we will go from there. Oh, keep talking? Oh, oh, I thought it was like, this yeah. This is Keith Orr from Common Language Bookstore and The Out Bar. You're listening to Closets Are For Clothes on WCBN FM Ann Arbor, 88.3 on your radio dial. of Burma has been together since 1979. They are well known in Boston and they recently came to national attention as a result of their first album, Versus. But now, ironically, they are breaking up. I do not hesitate to declare Mission of Burma hands down, flat out, obviously, unquestionably the greatest rock and roll band in the history of the world. These guys were some of the most brilliant people I would know in my life. They employed like really sort of avant-garde techniques, but with such assurance that, it, that they were catchy. I guess it was just, you know, the right band at the wrong time in terms of commercial success. When Mission of Burma broke up, it was like heartbreaking. It was like seeing somebody die of cancer because they were going out on the top of their game. WCBN and Live at PJ's are proud to present This Is Not a Photograph, a film documenting the career and comeback of Mission of Burma, one of rock and roll's most influential bands. Join us on Tuesday, May 8th at 9 p.m. at Live at PJ's, 102 South 1st Street in Ann Arbor. Oh, and I uh, and we are back. Holy moly! And so there's another thing I want to kind of do some business as well. Is that one of the things that we noticed uh, is that our podcasting um, is not downloading um, on iTunes. So um, we we have put in a request uh, to kind of figure out like what the heck is going on. Um, so um, so I just want to let people please bear with us while we're trying to figure it out, and because we made some alterations at the beginning of April to try to get uh, us placed in a different uh, area of iTunes, uh, like in the LGBT section. And ever since then, uh, we haven't been uh, download, uh, been uh, 
I guess downloading onto onto um, onto the iTunes. So um, so we're working on that. So we'll, we'll we'll try to load those up as fast as we can. But until we figure that out, um, but thank you for for tuning in and at least trying to trying to find out what we're doing. So um, so and I think if you have any questions, also uh, definitely contact us at uh, wcbnclosets at gmail dot com. So wcbn c l o s e t s uh, at at gmail. Uh, dot com. So, so one of these things that I've been, I, I've always wanted to do, and I was hoping that um, I would, I would uh, be able to uh, to talk to someone about. But I've, I've decided I'm going to do it anyway. Um, and I was kind of, to be honest with you, I was kind of. It's well, what it is that it, I pulled the Metro Times personal ads, and I've always wanted to talk about these because I find them so much fun. I just I, because they're just so. Not me. I have. I'm just a very vanilla person, believe it or not. Uh, and um, I mean, I, I I just love these these ads. And I was really actually surprised with one of the things that. Um, oh, this is funny. Where are my glasses? Oh, they're there. Um, that. Um, <laughs> so I've, I've got Alex, one of our engineers, in here, and we, there's a couple, a couple of items. I don't know what they are. So one of the things that I'm going to do oh is God. shoe on head. <laughs> no, I don't think that's what it is. No, that's what it is. It says right here, or either that or sense of humor. Oh, sense of humor. That must oh, be what it is. That is so disappointing. <laughs> But I like the shoe on head. Shoe on head. Because in uh, in the ad that the from the Metro Times for men who want to have sex with other men, it says it says wanted exclamation mark. Sincere, discreet, gay white male, fifty, seeks same in man, thirty eight to fifty five, must have S O H shoe on head. <laughs> Sexy, healthy, rough around the uh, around. This is around the ages, A G E S. I think rough around the edges. Exactly. Uh, Please, no baggage, games, drama, or queens. Which I was very upset that it said he doesn't want a queen, but that's okay. I can deal with it. I mean, we all have our interests. So yeah, I didn't know what S O H stood for. So sense of humor. Now that's good. Okay. That sounds disappointingly enough like it's the truth. Oh man. Well then, what's this one? What What about T C? TC. Yes. Um, it What's says the context. It says a good catch. Single white male, comma, TC, comma, 47, 58, attractive. No drugs. Uh, likes playing the violin, <gasps> cooking, baking, and walks. Um, oh, okay, sorry. Walks, <laughs> seeking a single white male. 35 to 50 honest caring romantic with various interests for friendship fun romance maybe more Woo. what could be more than friendship and romance well exactly i'm like wow all right the urban slang dictionary says tc could be t- short for take care which doesn't make any sense no. topic creator doesn't make any sense no. tell a scene that doesn't make any sense no. too cool Oh, that must be what it, it is. It could be that, or it could be to completion, which Woo. is escort slang, usually oh. used in conjunction with oral sex. Well, you know what? That might be single white male to completion. <laughs> as, in, as in the phrase, the escort I hired gave a great BBBJTC. Oh, my God. <laughs> 
I love it. Or it could be TC is a totally kick-ass name, as in TC just owned UFO shizzle. <laughs> and I can picture this 47-year-old <laughs> single white He's male. He's TC. <laughs> He's two C, T, two T C for me. That's right, exactly. Oh my gosh. So yeah, I work tomorrow. I probably get a project that says, "Now, do you want me to T C this? You know, to completion it." Sorry. Um. So wow, that's interesting. So that was the, like the only interesting. There was like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Oh, there's about ten ads, but they were very boring. I mean, they were no. just they're just like you know, attractive gay male, forties, seeking male for special friendship and special times. Call. Well, that's kind of redundant, isn't it? Yeah. So it was kind you of. You got like... any other terms you don't know I can look up? Well, later? absolutely. I've got another right, one. Right, uh, let's go. see here. Um, this is the fun part. Let's see here. Um, G GBF. GBF. Now it's this is the description. So I know that it's it's probably acronym for gay best friend. No. Generic blonde female. But it's oh, generic blonde female. That could Gay be best it. friend or generic blonde. There's only two on the urban dictionary. Oh, because it's women seeking women. That's the one I got that one from. Women seeking women. Yeah, women seeking women. You know. Well, read it in context. GBF, forty-two, five foot eight, seeking a SBF. No, that's got to be Goyam. <laughs> or it could female. be BFF, you know, be be friends forever. <laughs> no, a GBF, a GBF, uh, uh, a gay uh, black female. I don't oh, know. It, oh yeah, that must be what it but is. But then what's uh, seeking a straight uh, black female? Because it's GBF forty two five eight seeking an SBF. 25 to 50. Single black female. Single black female. Well, that's exactly yeah, probably. But so what is the G? Because single, you know, M is married, D is divorced. Yeah, some of these I had to figure out what the D was. I was All like, right. what is the D? Well, but then, you know. So that was one. Um, oh, here's another one out of context. So I'm not really clear what this is. This is the, this may be an ad that was placed in the wrong section, but it was in the women's sex uh, seeking women. And it says SBF. 23, sweet, honest, understanding. Likes to hang out with friends, play billiards, bowl, and the nightclubs. Seeking a SM. Mm-hmm. Single male? That but, can't make any sense. Uh, right, exactly. Uh, unless they're seeking S&M, I don't know. Uh, 18 to 29, who enjoys the same. For friendship, maybe more. But yeah, so yeah, wrong place I think. Um, what's another? One? Oh, um, oh, this one was just, just, just. I loved how they said this. Plus size plus, SBF thirty eight five six, non smoking has a plus size heart. Aww, Aww. Isn't that great? Loves life, rainy days, and stormy nights. Unless that's an enlarged heart, which is a medical <laughs> condition. That's right. Exactly. Um, that's seems... not good. You know, those no. are the people whose hearts blow up. That's you know? right. And that would just be really, really good. bad. Absolutely. Um, oh, and this was another one that I um, thought was kind of cute. Oh, the, one of the things you can look up is D slash D. D slash D, drug and disease. Well, it says. Well, that's what I didn't know for sure. Either that, or they're into Dungeons and Dragons. Well, because it's case. you know, like there's ND for them. no drugs or NS for Dungeons and Dragons. I love it. Um, fact, I'm going to put that in my next ad. No DD. <laughs> no Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> um, yeah, it says DD free. 
That's so, drug and disease free. Oh, okay. See, I just see I don't do these ads very well. Oh, well, this is another one. Okay, so what is uh S P What's another one? Um wait a minute. I saw it just a second. S B D. Yeah. There you go. Um it's D P D P M. DPM? Yeah, DPM. I'm really afraid to look when this <laughs> I got a bad feeling about this one. Uh-oh. So. All right, I'll look it up. DPM? Yes. All right, DPM. Oh, it could be a divorced professional male. Oh, that's probably what it is. That's oh. probably what it is. Okay. Ooh, the- a disruptive parent... Pa- oh, wait, no. Disruptive patterned material. <laughs> oh, I thought it said disruptive parental material. <laughs> I would have loved that. I would have loved that. Ooh, it could be uh, dirty. Can you say this word? I don't know. A, a, a dirty female cat mouth. Oh! <laughs> Ooh. What you get when you go down on someone not up to par on having a clean oh. apparatus. <laughs> Ouch. Oh, my gosh. Okay. And then... Yee. Or, oh. oh, my God. Oh, Read it in context. We better get this Oh, okay. Wait, 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 wait. The, other, the last one is really, really... Attractive single white female, 50s, 5'7", 125 pounds, loves all life, animals, arts, family, nature, spirituality. Masters helping, uh, masters helping professional, seeks big hearted, financially and emotionally secure, I love that part, um, intelligent DPM. So it must, yeah. Well, it can't be this last one For then. fun, friendship, and depth. See this the last the last entry for DPM is digital prostate massage. So I'm sure it's not that. I'm sick of that. I'm sick of that. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I'm seeking that one. I'm gonna put that in there. Oh my gosh. And I'll put that under the uh, section of uh uh, none of the above. None of the above. <laughs> um, oh, we could, we, you know, we got to do. What? We don't have time, obviously, on a radio show to do it live, but we got to make up an ad that's nothing but acronyms. <laughs> yes, absolutely. You know, absolutely. DPM into BBW. That's right. Or BPM and SBW. <laughs> yeah, right for... back PDQ or SOL. We could be BFF. <laughs> Best friends forever. With a shoe on your head. That's right. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh no, I like this one also. The the female seeking male. Um single white female, fifty seven, enjoys blues music, St. Patrick's Day. St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> oh, I know. It's that's that's code for I drink oh. early in the day. <laughs> Absolutely. Let's that's get drunk is. in the morning. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. Um, oh my god. Independent films, traveling, nature, a good laugh, and being active. So. Uh. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, I love this one. Um, this is the Wild Side Women Wanted. Ooh. Uh-huh. Oh. oh, go ahead. Okay, Wild Side Women Wanted. And it's the title of it, Black Sugar Mama Wanted. Well hung, hung tall chocolate oral fetish servant. 35 seeks a sugar mama who needs me to serve her in my, um, excuse me, serve her in any way. 
I love that. Ah. I love that. Uh, oral fetish servant. Ooh. I'll do anything for you, baby. That's right. Okay, you can paint my house. <laughs> Actually, there is one on that. It is oh, no, you're kidding. Absolutely, there's one on that. Um, It's called the Handyman. No. Oh, yes, exactly. It is a male. Tell me he wears a maid's outfit while he does it. Uh, He could. Let's see here. Um, where is this? Where is that one? Uh, but he does talk about like you know looking for a woman to. Um, one would hope one who needs things done around the house. Right, right. Oh goodness, where is it? Is you it know, this man? sounds like green on red. You know, if girls don't find you handsome, they should at least find you handy. Absolutely. Oh, I love that show. Uh, handy. I thought it was down in this one. Okay, but anyway, but there is one that actually talks about that. Um, All right, well, what else you got? uh, Okay, so then there's um, male-seeking female. Okay, so the the other one I've got is, um, uh, oh, I love this one. Um, Up for it? A white male seeks special, intelligent, adventurous, compassionate, W slash AF. What? Oh, white or Asian female. Oh, oh, okay. 30 to 40 to help me bring out my repressed, extremely in, um, inhibited girlfriend. What? That's what it says. White male seeks, this is in the wild side women wanted. Oh, I see, I see. I see. White male seeks a special, intelligent, adventurous, compassionate, white Asian female, 30 to 40, to help me bring out my repressed, extremely inhibited girlfriend. She needs to have, uh, she needs to have fun. It's <laughs> like this is great. I'm I'm really uh, not having any fun unrepressing your girlfriend. Yeah. It's so dull and boring. Absolutely. But I'm really compassionate about it. I I feel your pain. That's right. Oh, oh, and then I love this wild side want men wanted. Gay white male, 51, looking for white male for hot, wet, two-hour love affair for a month. That's it. Yeah, just two hours. I've had affairs that were two hours. (laughs) It seemed like they were a month. Exactly. I spent a week there one night. Exactly. Is it over yet? (laughs) Can I just go home now? Exactly. Which is what our listeners usually think when they're listening. But uh, yes, exactly. Is the show over yet? Sorry, you got five minutes and 54 seconds left. That's right. Exactly. Um, oh, now this one I'm not really too clear about. I don't really understand. A sexy Hispanic diva. And this is how wide, uh, Wild Side Men Wanted. 5'5", five, five, 145 pounds, brown, blue, is looking for that sexy, generously, orally talented, and well-hung man who thrives on spoiling a sexy woman and can handle all that she could give him. I love that. that she wants part. money. Yeah. <laughs> but my thing is, is that if they're looking for a generously, orally talented man and a well-hung man, I mean... Wouldn't that be, you know? Well, they want whatever they can get. Oh, that's true. It doesn't cost them by the word. Well, and that's one of the things that the next one says. This is seeking a fit, attractive, bi, or gay, uh, masculine, white male for occasional meetings must be very clean and discreet. Well, endowed a plus. 
Now that I can understand. <laughs> but the one who like wants to be giving oral and also wants them to be well hung, I just was like, wait a minute here. That's two things. Um, well, maybe they want two people. That's right. Know. There you go. They Absolutely. Could just be well, bad. Funny selling. you should mention that. Ah, more than two. More than two. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see here. Hey, here we go. Uh-huh. So this one I wasn't too sure if it was adventurous, but it's or, uh, uh, on the wild side. Um, adventuresome couple. Black couple looking for a bi-female, 23 to 40, to expose our wild side and share lots of fun and, ple- and pleasure in doing so. That was kind of like that was kind of like mm, all right. That sounds lame. Yeah, right, exactly. So then the next one, this is the the one, yeah, the good right. one. Safe sex group. Ooh. Safe sex group seeks bisexual females for friendly, non-pushy, erotic excitement without strings attached. Safety and privacy guaranteed. Open couple welcome. I thought that was like wow, a whole group oh, is advertising. That is so considerate. Yeah, exactly. It's the polite uh, sex group. That's right. Five minutes. Five oh minutes. my goodness. That's not true anyway. Wait a minute. Go ahead. Okay. Um, let's see here. Then um, um, for fun time, just create fun. Uh, let's see here. You have to read them out oh, loud now, Dan. Seeking Asian couple. A neglected white male, 46. Seeks intelligent, serious, and sincere Asian couple for long-term, discreet fun, friendship, and relationship. Neglected. He's neglected. Aww. Aww. I felt so bad for him. Neglected. Exactly. He needs more DPM. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or SOH. Chew on SOH. Head. Um, That's going to be the line of the day as far as I'm concerned. Absolutely. Chew on head. <laughs> Now, if she's still wearing the shoe, I can see how that might be an advantage. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, let's see here. Um, white couple, uh, 30s, seeks gay male couple, gay female couple, or straight couple to perform in front of us. Ah. So I thought, well, that's kind of, you know, I've heard of that before. But I was like, that's kind of boring. I would want to, you know, kind of in, be included. Well, but you they're know, the, they're the people who you see in the video store kind of giggling in the back. Oh, that's right. That's right. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> that's right. Exactly. Um, 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 let's see here. Oh, this this was kind of a, uh, this one kind of got my little fancy. Nude mixed male wishes to cover your body in baby oil and play. Oh. So it's kind of interesting. BYO plastic sheets. That's right. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, and then we have another one. Um, attractive biracial male. And uh, I think this is the same person. Oh. Uh, um, attractive biracial male in search of a neglected female. Or male to play with. Honey, they are all neglected. Hello! Exactly! I mean, is that the new thing that, um... Oh my gosh, I'm still trying to find that handy one. Um, Oh, what is CTB? Ooh, CTB? Yep, yep. It could be a typo. It it could be. CTB? I'm looking it it up. It says, Mistress Poison. I love the title. Beautiful. There's a French expression called Comme ta bite. Which means like your, uh, we'll translate as Johnson. Okay. Catch the bus, e.g. commit, no, that's not Catch it. the bus. Abbreviation <laughs> for college town bagels. No. No, no. That's not it. No. That's all they got. Wow. So what was the first one? Uh, French expression, come uh, uh, come. I don't speak French. But I don't either. Come yeah. a or beat. Okay. Which means like your... Uh huh, Johnson. Thanks. Well, that could maybe fit because this is beautiful blonde, 30 ish, 5'6, 140 pounds, blue eyes into fantasies, role playing, bare bottom, Ooh. CTB. 
CTB? MR. If you, uh, it still doesn't make any sense. Oh, it sounds like it should be an activity, doesn't it? Absolutely. No, wait a minute. We got the first. The thing before it is Barabon, so we know she's into horses. <laughs> or very large furry men. You know, you got you to do a whole show about fuzzies. Oh, we do. Absolutely. A whole show about fuzzies. And Absolutely. You know, we'll, we'll get a bunch of them in here. Yeah. Well, they'll never know the difference. They're That's on the radio. Right. That's right. We'll just throw the pictures up. <laughs> yeah. And um, anyway, isn't there some so, sort of an outro here? There is. There is. It's got to be time for the outro, isn't it? Oh, already? Oh. Well, time goes fast when you're trying to figure out weird expressions. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, thanks for listening. Thanks for spending the last hour with me. And Alex, thank you for sitting in. And oh, Alex, you know. thanks for being a great engineer and being flexible. Just don't tell him which one was which. Yes. And Gabe will be here next week. Thanks um, for tuning into Closets Are Foreclosed. <laughs> WCBN FM 88.3 Radio Free Ann Arbor. You can contact us by calling 734 763 3500. That's 763 3500. Or you can write us here at the station at 530 SAB Ann Arbor, Michigan 48109. Or you can email us at closets at umich.edu. That's C L O. S-E-T-S at umich.edu. Or at our IPSI office, you can reach us at P.O. Box 980070, Ypsilanti, Michigan 48198. Or call us on our voicemail at 734-485-9582. The views and opinions expressed on Closets Are Foreclosed are solely those of their speakers and are not the opinions of WCBN or our licensees, the Regents of the University of Michigan. For Dan Burns, I'm Christy Cardinal. See you at the same time, same place, next week, Wednesday from 6 to 7. Peace. I can hold my breath and count to a zillion. I can fly. I can stretch and stretch for a million billion miles till I'm the highest man in the world. Yeah, well, I could become a giant robot with magic death rays. That's nothing, man. I can't be burnt. Like I could eat flame and stick my head in an oven and close the door and turn invisible. And count- hey, okay. will you kids keep it down in there? Your mother's got-